chapters seventeen through twenty of the gospel according to luke from the new testament in modern english translated by ferrar fenton this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by mark penfold chapter seventeen he then said to his disciples it is impossible for stumbling blocks to be avoided but alas for him by means of whom they come take care of yourselves if your brother sins remonstrate with him and if he change his mind forgive him and even if he should sin against you seven times a day and come again to you saying i mean to do better you must forgive him the apostles then said to the master increase our faith if you possessed a faith like but a grain of mustard seed replied the master you could say to this mulberry tree be instantly uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you but who is there among you having a servant ploughing or shepherding would say to him on his return from the field come at once and have your dinner on the contrary will he not say get something ready for my dinner also tidy yourself and wait upon me while i eat and drink and after that you can yourself eat and drink does he feel indebted to his servant for thus carrying out his instructions <laughs> i think not in the same way you too when you have discharged everything entrusted to you should say we are worthless servants who have done what it was our duty to do as he was journeying on the way to jerusalem he passed through the confines of samaria and galilee and when about to enter one village he was met by ten leprous men who standing at a distance shouted with loud voices jesus master have pity upon us when looking upon them he said go show yourselves to the priests and it came about that as they were going they were cured and one of them perceiving that he was cured turned back praising god with a loud voice and prostrating himself at the feet of jesus he returned him thanks this man was a samaritan were not the ten cured asked jesus but the nine where are they have none been found returning to thank god except this foreigner he then said to the man arise and depart your faith has saved you being now further questioned by the pharisees respecting the time when the kingdom of god would come he told them in reply the kingdom of god will not come in the way you imagine neither can they say look here or there for see the kingdom of god exists within yourselves and to his disciples he said the time will come when you shall long to see one of the days of the son of man and you shall not see it and they shall shout to you look here look yonder neither go however nor follow after for just as the lightning flashes from the high heaven to the high heaven so will the son of man be in his own day but in the first place he has much to endure yes to be rejected by this generation and as it happened in the time of noah even so will it also be in the period of the son of man they were eating they were drinking they were marrying they were being betrothed until the day arrived for noah to enter the ark then the deluge came and destroyed them all 
so likewise was it in the days of lot they were eating they were drinking they were buying they were selling they were planting they were building but when the day came for lot to depart from sodom fire and brimstone rained from the sky and destroyed them all so will it be upon the day in which the son of man is revealed in that day whoever may be upon the balcony let him not descend into his house to clear out his furniture and let not the one who is in the field return home remember lot's wife whoever attempts to preserve his life shall lose it but whoever does lose it shall preserve it in that night let me tell you there shall be two men in one bed the one will be taken and the other left two women will be grinding together the one will be taken and the other left two may be in the field the one will be taken and the other left then in reply to him they asked where master where the carcass is he answered them there too the vultures will be found assembled chapter eighteen he also showed them by means of a parable that they ought to persist in prayer without becoming wary there was in a town he said a judge who neither feared god nor respected man and in the same town there was a widow who kept coming to him pleading give me justice against my adversary he refused however for some time but afterwards he argued thus with himself although i neither fear god nor care for man yet because this widow gives me trouble i will grant her justice for if i do not she will distract me at last by her coming mark now said the master what the unjust judge determined and will not god grant justice to his chosen who cry to him day and night and have pity upon them he will i tell you grant them justice very quickly when the son of man comes however will he find this faith upon the earth he then addressed this parable to some who were confident of their own righteousness and despised the rest two men went up to the temple to pray the one a pharisee and the other a tax farmer the pharisee standing by himself prayed thus o god i thank thee that i am not like the rest of mankind greedy unjust profligate nor even like this tax farmer i fast twice a week i tithe all that i possess but the tax farmer standing at a distance did not dare even to raise his eyes to heaven but merely struck his breast exclaiming o oh god be merciful to me the sinner this man i tell you returned home more righteous than the other for every one exalting himself shall be humbled but the one who humbles himself shall be exalted and they were also bringing to him their babes in order that he might touch them but the disciples on seeing it prevented them but jesus hailed them to him saying ah, allow the little children to come to me and hinder them not for of such consists the kingdom of god i tell you indeed that if any one does not accept the kingdom of god like a little child he can by no means enter it it would be better for him to have an upper millstone fastened round his neck and be flung into the sea rather than that he should cause a single one of these little ones to fall one of the nobles then asked him beneficent teacher 
what shall i do in order to secure everlasting life <laughs> why do you call me beneficent said jesus in reply one alone is beneficent god himself you know the commands do not commit adultery do not murder do not steal do not commit perjury honor your father and your mother all these i have observed from my youth was his answer jesus hearing this said to him you are only deficient in one respect sell all that you possess and distribute to the poor and you shall have wealth in heaven then return and become my follower on hearing this however he became depressed for he was exceedingly rich and jesus observing him turning sad remarked with what difficulty can those possessing wealth enter the kingdom of god it is easier indeed for a camel to pass through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god oh uh, who then can be saved asked the bystanders the impossible with men he replied is the possible with god why observed peter we have left everything and followed you i tell you indeed was his reply there is not one who shall have forsaken home or parents or brothers or wife or children on account of the kingdom of god who will not receive in return much more in the present time and in the age to come everlasting life then conversing aside with the twelve he said to them we are now going up to jerusalem and all that has been written through the prophets concerning the son of man will be accomplished for he will be handed over to the heathen and will be ridiculed assaulted spit upon and having flogged they will murder him but upon the third day he will rise again they understood nothing of this however for the thought was hidden from them and they did not comprehend its meaning as he was approaching jericho a blind man who sat at the roadside begging on hearing the passing crowd inquired what it meant they accordingly told him that jesus the nazarene was passing by upon which he at once shouted out proclaiming jesus son of david pity me and those going on before ordered him to keep silent but he merely shouted out the louder jesus son of david pity me then jesus stopping commanded the man to be brought to him and when he came near he asked him what do you wish me to do for you master was his reply that i may recover my eyesight recover your eyesight said jesus to him your faith has saved you and regaining his eyesight immediately he followed him praising god and all the people on seeing it gave thanks to god chapter nineteen then when he had entered and was passing through jericho a man zacchaeus by name who was the chief tax farmer and was rich endeavored to see what sort of person jesus was but he could not for the crowd because he was short of stature running ahead however he climbed a sycamore tree in order that he might see him when he passed by when jesus came to the spot he looked up and seeing him said zacchaeus be quick and come down for today i must stay at your house 
he accordingly descended with all speed and received him with delight on seeing it however they all grumbled exclaiming why he is going to be entertained by a wicked man zacchaeus then presenting himself before the master said see sir i give the half of my possessions to the poor and if ever i have defrauded any one by means of false information i will restore it fourfold jesus said to him <laughs> salvation has to-day come to this family for this man is certainly a son of abraham for the son of man came to search out and save the lost as the people were attentive he proceeded to relate a parable because he neared jerusalem and they supposed that the kingdom of god would immediately commence he therefore said once a nobleman went to a distant country to procure for himself a kingdom and then to return so calling ten of his own servants he handed to them ten minas and said to them carry on your business until i return his countrymen however hated him and sent an embassy to follow him saying we will not have this fellow to reign over us but on his return after having received the kingdom he summoned before him those servants to whom he had entrusted the money in order that he might ascertain what each had earned by trading the first appeared saying sir your mina has earned ten minas additional well done good servant was the reply because you have been faithful with a very little you shall have the governorship of ten towns the second one came saying sir your mina has gained five minas and to him also he said you can be the governor of five towns and another came saying here sir is your mina which i have kept wrapped up in a handkerchief for i was afraid of you because you are a hard master you exact what you did not give and reap what you did not sow he said to him out of your own mouth will i condemn you you worthless servant let it be that i am a hard master exacting what i did not give and reaping what i did not sow why then did you not place my money in a bank so that upon my return i might have received it with interest take that mina from him he said to his attendants and give it to the one who has the ten minas why he has ten minas sir was their reply i tell you replied he that to all who possess shall be given but from the one who possesses nothing even what he holds shall be taken from him then as to those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them bring them here and execute them in my presence having then said this he journeyed on going up to jerusalem and when he approached bethphage and bethany near the mount called olivet he sent forward two of his disciples saying go to the opposite village on entering which you will find a colt tied up upon which no man has ever been seated unfasten and bring him here and if any one asks you why do you unfasten him tell him the master has need of him the messengers accordingly went away and found everything as he had told them and as they were untying the colt the owner asked them why are you untying that colt the master has need of him was their answer so they brought him to jesus and covering the colt with their cloaks they placed jesus upon its back and as they went they flung their garments upon the road 
then as they reached the descent of the mount of olivet the whole crowd of disciples began to exult and praise god in loud acclaim for all the powers they had witnessed saying bless the king coming in the name of the lord peace from heaven and majesty in the heights some of the pharisees however from the crowd said to him teacher reprimand your disciples i tell you was his reply that even if they were to be silent the stones would shout out then as he approached seeing the city he wept on account of it exclaiming oh that you had known even at last in this your day what would bring you peace but now it is hidden from your eyes because the days shall come upon you when your enemies shall rear a rampart about you hem you in upon every side and raise you to the ground and your children within you (laughs) and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you would not recognize the time for your preservation (laughs) then entering the temple he began to drive out the dealers saying to them it is written my house is a house of prayer but you have made it a den of thieves and in the temple he continued to teach daily the chief priests professors and leading men however sought to murder him but they could not find an opportunity of effecting it because all the people hung upon him with the greatest attention chapter twenty one of those days while he was teaching and evangelizing the people in the temple the chief priests and professors came to him with the elders and questioning him they asked tell us by what kind of authority you act and who gave you that authority i myself will ask you one question he said in reply and you can answer me the baptism of john was it from heaven or from men they accordingly discussed privately among themselves saying if we say from heaven he will ask why then did you not believe in him but if we should say from men all the people will stone us for they are firmly convinced that john was a prophet they accordingly replied that they did not know from where neither will i tell you jesus answered them by what authority i act he also began to relate this parable to the people there was once a man who planted a vineyard let it out to farmers and went abroad for a long time at the proper season he sent a servant to the tenants so that they might pay him the rent of the vineyard but the farmers flogged him and sent him back with nothing he then proceeded to send another servant and him they also flogged assaulted him disgracefully and sent him back with nothing and a third one being sent they wounded him and kicked him out then the owner of the vineyard upon reflection said what shall i do i will send my own dear son perhaps on seeing him they will respect him but the tenants seeing him consulted among themselves saying this is the heir come on let us murder him so that the estate may become our own flinging him accordingly out of the vineyard they murdered him what therefore he asked will the owner of the vineyard do to them he will come and execute those tenants and will give the vineyard to others on hearing this some said never let it happen but gazing fixedly at them he said 
What then is this which is written? The stone which the builders rejected has been chosen for the chief keystone. Everyone falling over that stone will be bruised, but upon whoever it may fall, it will crush him to dust. The professors and the chief priests then attempted to seize him at that very moment, for they perceived that he had related this parable against themselves, yet they dreaded the people. Then, plotting, they sent spies, who personated themselves to be good men, so that they might entrap him by his speech. With the object of handing him over to the magistracy, and to the jurisdiction of the governor, they accordingly said to him, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly, and you are not bound by appearances. On the contrary, you teach the way of God in truth. Is it legal for us to pay tribute to the emperor, or not? But perceiving their rascality, he answered them, Show me a denarius. Whose portrait and motto has it? Caesar's, was their reply. Give them, he told them, Caesar's own property to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. So they were not able to entrap him by his speech in the presence of the people, and wondering at his answer, they were silent. Afterwards some of the Sadducees, who deny a resurrection, came to him with the question, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a brother of any one dies, leaving a wife who may be childless, the brother surviving shall marry the widow and procure issue for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, the first of whom, having taken a wife, died childless. The second married the widow, and also died childless. The third married her, as likewise did the others, all the seven dying without leaving issue. Last of all, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, to which of them will she belong? For she was married to all the seven. The children of this age marry and are married, said Jesus in reply to them. But those considered worthy to attain to that period and share the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, for neither can they die again, because they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons by means of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses reminded you at the bush, as he named the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not, however, a God of the dead, but of the living, for they are all living with him. "'Teacher, you have answered admirably!' exclaimed some of the professors, but none of them dared to question him further. He then asked them, "'How is it they say that the Messiah will be a son of David?' when David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Be seated at my right, until I make your enemies a stool for your feet. David, therefore, calls him Lord. How then is he his son? Then, when all the people were listening, he said to his disciples, Guard yourselves from the professors, who like to march out in flowing robes, court recognition in the marketplaces, secure the principal seats in the synagogues, and the places of distinction at banquets, who devour the families of widows, and for a disguise offer up long prayers. Such will receive the severest punishment. The End of Chapters 17-20